and welcome to Cat's Cut Podcast. And welcome back to another episode of Cat's Cut Podcast. Uh, you're here with your host, Christian, and I have a very special guest host today. He deserves no introduction at all because he's a certified bum. Uh, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> just kidding. It's my uh, it's my my long term friend Shane Lindsay. How you doing today? I am killing it, man. Living life to the fullest. Hey, that's what we love to hear. So we love to hear. Um, so before we get started in Kentucky sports, I'm gonna give a little word of prayer. Lord, thank you for this day. Lord, thank you for allowing us to get on the airwaves and talk about Kentucky sports and. Lord, just thank you for all the blessings for each of us and everybody listening. And in your heavenly name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So since the last episode, um, there's been two Kentucky basketball games. And we have played Alabama mm. and South Carolina. South Kakalaki. Big games. Yeah, they were. And uh, so we'll just uh, we'll give a little rundown on that Alabama game that happened on Saturday, which was sixty six to fifty five. Um, I believe meeting you both, we both watched the game. Yes, sir. Yeah, and all I gotta say is this: Ty Ty Washington, certified G, Oscar Tshiebwe, easily player of the year. <laughs> oh, easily. I think I was kind of iffy on that. Um, I figured they would go like somebody more flashy, like you know, like how they usually go with the flashy right. player. But after these last two games, I think his just leadership and heart and just desire to win for Kentucky, I think that's just kind of pushed him over the edge. And I think it's like no comp. I think he's getting it. No, no doubt. Yeah, it's it's undeniable, man. You can't uh, you can't really deny. Him. That, you know, he's just, he's performed every game. Even when he hasn't had a good game, he still comes out. He still gives enough. He gives everything he's got. And yeah. uh, we bring the dub, man. Yeah, like against Alabama, I didn't feel like he had that great of a game. And he still had 15 uh, and 10. Yeah, 15 boards, say, 10 points. Yeah, he shot four for 13 from the field. I mean, that's pretty atrocious if you know anything about basketball. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and, like, him getting the 15 boards, the 10 points, and then, like, I mean, he had a quiet offensive game, but, like, his defense, four steals, one block. Yeah. I mean, if he's not doing well in one area, he's he's making up for it in another. Like, that's just how Oscar is. For sure. The biggest thing I take away from that Alabama game, though, has got to be Damian Collins, man. I mean, he only played nine minutes and still ended up with ten points and six boards. I mean, he, and and that's the first time we've really seen him play in a long time. You know, I don't know for what reason, but Cal really hasn't been playing him that much. And uh, yeah, he stepped up big. Yeah, for sure. And it was it was great to see him out there. Honestly, it helped out Oscar get him a little rest. Instead of him having to play 30-plus minutes. Um, yeah, but, getting him into the rotation, man, I mean, that's that's huge for our team. And what's crazy, I feel like, is I don't think Xavier Wheeler scored, like, an actual bucket in about, like, 
four or five games, and right. we, we've been dogging teams. Like once Savir gets that like going, like him getting points, I feel like it's unstoppable. This team's gonna be unstoppable. You're right. I I just I look at Wheeler now that I've watched him play. You know, a, pretty much a whole season. Uh, he just reminds me a lot of uh, Rondo when Rondo yeah. was at Kentucky. Man, he was just that defensive dog, floor general. I mean, he's still out there getting assists. Don't really matter if he's putting up points because yeah. he's helping the the whole team chemistry. Yeah, it, that's just what's crazy though. Is like usually you're like, okay, if he's not getting ten points, ten assists, then we're not gonna win. But like he's going out there, he's getting the ten assists, he's getting the seven assists. Like he's, st- I believe he's still top five, top ten in the nation still in assists. He is, and it's. It's great to see, though. We're still balling out, and we've got a starter not even scoring points in games, <laughs> and we're yeah. winning by double digits. That's that's hard to believe, especially with us being the number five team in the country right now. I mean, that's just – it's kind of ridiculous when you say it out loud, but that's how deep this team really is. Yeah, and I, I don't feel like we really even played well against Alabama. No. Like, as a team, and <laughs> we went by 10 – or 11 – yeah, but, that's what I was about to say. We really didn't. We had a uh, we had a few turnovers for that game, man. Yeah, and moving forward onto the South Kakalaka game, where we won by double digits again, won by ten, and thanks to Big Oscar Tashiboy. Yes, sir. Balling out with eighteen points, fourteen rebounds, and. All the heart in the world. <laughs> Let's just take a second and give Keon Brooks the the credit that he deserves, man. These last three games, he's honestly played like he's on fire, like this is his last chance. And uh, I think when he plays good, he, we're just a whole different team, man. Yeah, like like uh, me and Cody said on the last podcast, like I was talking to him before the Kansas game. I'm like, dude, I was like, we really need Keon to show up. Like it feels like he's been non-existent. Uh, we've not really got to see him play that well, and he just took over. And without him, we wouldn't have won that game by as much as we did. No, he had an incredible game. I mean, that was career high. Uh, and then comes out the next game and pretty much does the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, and and I mean, against South Carolina, I mean, his stat line was pretty insane. Like, it was, it was a quiet 15 points, but he had nine boards and six assists. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Uh, just him crashing the boards the last three games, man. I mean, that's uh, that's taking a lot of pressure off of Shibley and uh, and the rest of the starters, honestly. Yeah, and it, it's a like I mean, it's great to see him actually get back to that level that he was at like prior to this year. Because going into the season, I kind of thought he was going to be the top dog. I thought this was going to be Keon Brooks's team, and. It kind of felt like as soon as we got a couple games in, it was like, okay, this is Oscar. This is Tata's team. Like, Right. Yeah, I'm it, not going to lie. I figured Brooks would have been benched for somebody like Jacob Toppin or maybe throw Davion Mintz in there for a smaller lineup. But uh, he's definitely proven that he should be the starting three-man on this team. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. But uh, speaking of Toppin, uh, he had a pretty nasty little ankle sprain. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, I, I want to say he put up 10 points in the first half. I mean, he was pretty much leading our team. And then, 
Yeah, that injury, man, it, it didn't look good. An ankle injury is never good when it comes to basketball, man. I mean, they're unpredictable. You could sit out for a couple hours or a couple weeks. I mean, you never know. And yeah. uh, as far as I know, I don't think Cal has actually said anything uh, like updating his injury. Yeah, it's it's still fresh, so I don't think they'll know anything for a little bit. Probably a couple more days before we actually hear anything. Uh, right. But, you know, it's it's going to hurt because, I mean, him coming off the bench, given Keon, given Grady, given Oscar, the, the rest that they get when he comes in, I mean, that helps him. And he's he could go start on half the teams in the nation or over half the teams in the nation. Oh, yeah. And, and just having that presence off the bench is what kind of helped us win all these games and losing that's kind of big for us. Yeah, well, not just that. I mean, Cal said it at the beginning of the year, and we're really starting to see it, you know, the past few weeks. Uh, Toppin, I'd say other than Damian Collins, he's probably our most athletic player. And, uh, you know, he can he can play that three spot or that four spot. Uh, you know, he's like 6'9", six, 6'10". Six, he's a big guy. Yeah. But, uh, but he can still get buckets from deep. You know, he can still hit threes. He can still stretch the floor. And he can guard just about every position on the floor. So uh, losing him any more than a, been a couple of games, that, that that could be big. Yeah, that's – hopefully it's not that big of an injury and we get to see him play against uh, Florida on fr- or on Saturday. Yeah, I hope so. And uh, speaking of the Florida game on Saturday, uh, let's get a little score prediction. Like, what are you thinking? How are you feeling uh, about it? Uh, if I was going to guess, I'd – Honestly, I've watched Florida play a couple games this year, and uh, if I'm being honest, they're they're just not the same Florida that they used to be. Uh-huh. I think uh, I think we probably pull it out. I'll say I'll say sixty-eight to fifty-four. Okay. Yeah, I think it'll be a pretty pretty easy win. Well, maybe not easy, but I think it'll uh, it'll definitely be a little easier than some of the rest of our schedule. Yeah. And uh, ESPN actually has us as a ninety percent chance to win that game. Wow, that, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I think um, for my score prediction, I think we're just gonna actually thud them. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna be close. <laughs> right, I think they're gonna come in and they're gonna remember how good Kentucky basketball really is. And I think we're gonna beat them like seventy-five to about fifty-two or something like that. I could see that. I mean, honestly, just looking at their stat leaders, uh, it's it's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, like their best rebounder averages four point three a game. That's yeah. total. Yeah, that's that's embarrassing for a Oscar. A, about quadruples that. Yeah, easy. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, look at that. Uh, the point guard they've got that Appleby or whatever. Uh huh. He's only putting up about 11 points a game, and I want to say like four assists. I'd say he's probably their best player. So uh, I feel like you shut him down, and it should be a pretty easy win, like you said. Yeah, and that always helps out, you know, with the rankings. Keep on winning. And uh, and then we got another big game on that Tuesday, 9 o'clock, against the big, ugly orange. The rival of all rivals. Yeah, on this podcast we don't talk, we don't say their name. So yeah. 
I, I wasn't going to, man. I don't even like saying their name, not on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so ESPN actually has Tennessee projected to beat us. Oh, wow. They have a 57.2% chance is what they I, have. I guess I could kind of see that because we have struggled in Knoxville over the past, like, five years. Uh-huh. Um, but just watching a few of them games, uh, I don't see them beating us unless we just come out flat. Yeah. I, you know, just after the past couple of games, cause I, I've been kind of critical about them on the road. It feels like they, they just lay eggs on the road. But after the, after the Kansas game, we've been on fire. And I think this, that's when they kind of got over the hump they're like okay we're gonna win this and that's when they started all hitting the gritty you know and oh, yeah. it just you know going into alabama that's not an easy place to play that's and, true and they won by double digits we just beat south carolina on the road so i feel like going in to knoxville is not gonna be that that big of a difference you know that's true but they they have one i want to say they've won their past two so i mean uh you know it's never easy in Knoxville, but uh, I still see us coming out on top. Yeah, and, you know, flowful. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I ain't worried about the, the dreaded orange. Yeah, the big ugly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, if if we can go into to Knoxville and win by a decent margin, I don't want to ever hear any a big ugly orange fan talking any schmack. I don't care yeah. what sport. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dylan, if you're listening to this, man, just uh, just know I told you so. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think that may conclude a little bit about basketball today. Uh, I think I think you're missing something huge uh, that actually happened on uh, Tuesday. Yeah, man. Uh, number one team in the country went down. Oh, bro. How did how could I forget? I was so hopped up on Kentucky getting the dubs. I forgot <laughs> about big old Auburn yes, losing sir. an OT. Yes, sir. To At Arc. home, was it not? No, I think it was on the road. Was it? Okay. Yeah. I was about to say, I never watched the game, but I did catch the score. <laughs> yeah. Arkansas got it in OT. Uh, just looking at the stats right now, neither team really played that great. Um, but I mean, man, Arkansas, they're, uh, I mean, they were preseason ranked top 25. They kind of fell off. They lost, I want to say like two or three straight, Yeah. but, uh, they're definitely still a tournament team. I mean, they're still at 19 and five, whether they're in the top 25 or not, you know, they're still a good team. Yeah. I feel that. But, uh, you know, there's one guy that plays for Auburn that I cannot absolutely stand. It's that, uh, Kessler kid. <laughs> like I he has like the like I'm not gonna say I want to punch somebody in the face, but he has like the most punchable face I think I've ever saw. I could see that, man. I, I could definitely see where you're coming from. It's, uh, to me though, I feel like uh I don't really like that Wendell Green kid. He uh just something about him, he gets on my nerves. I don't know what it is. Yeah, and you know, the thing I thought, like just watching the Auburn game, Kentucky versus Auburn. I feel like everything that that Kessler kid scored, it was just open dunks, like from where Toshiba would help 
Like he'd help right. off and then he'd be wide open. I think that's more like why he scored so much that game and why his presence was felt. I don't even think he's really as good as the stats made him look. But I mean, he's still a solid player. I just can't stand him. For sure. I mean, he's he's like seven foot one. I mean, anybody that big is going to be hard to stop in the paint. Uh, but that's another thing, you know. Um, when we played Bama, they put that seven footer in, and uh, we had a lot of problems with that. So yeah, early that's something on. To, yeah, that's something to look at whenever we get the tournament and meet some bigger teams, you know. Yeah, and teams like Purdue that have the size and these Big Ten teams. Like, I've noticed that a lot of these Big Ten teams have a lot of big guys. Right. And once we hit tournament time, it's going to be, like, I mean, I love Oscar, but he's just, like, 6'9", 6'10". We've not really got a lot of size on this team at all. Which, yeah, I was about to say, our biggest player is, like, 6'11", I want to say. Yeah, it's Lance Ware, and he yeah. comes off the bench. He really don't get to play as much. So, I mean, when we hit tournament time, we got to play these bigger teams. We might have to see a little Oscar, a little Ware down low, just yeah. trying to keep up with these big guys. But uh, that's what's kind of wild about this is, like, I mean, we just kind of forget because Oscar's been so dominant. We forget that he's like 6'9", 6'10". Yeah, he's just so strong, man. When you get him in the low post, uh, he just knows how to use his feet and how to move right. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's pretty much unstoppable. We've seen that, obviously. Yeah. And uh, actually, going back to the uh, Bama game, just like the second half adjustment that Tashiway and Cal did for – for Oscar against right. the big guy was just phenomenal. I feel like because like I feel like he started producing more in that second half, and then that's what kind of sparked the yeah the win. You, you hear a lot of uh, Kentucky fans, especially nowadays, saying you know Cal he's he's kind of lost his mojo. But yeah, just just watching simple adjustments like that, I mean, it wins games for us. Uh, you can't deny that he's one of, if not the top coach in college basketball. Oh, yeah, for sure. He He's easily one of the best in the game right now. And I'd have to say he's the best recruiter, one of the best recruiters of all time. For sure. Our program wouldn't be where it is right now if it wasn't for his recruiting. No, not at all. Um, But, yeah, I think that Cal has just helped out this program so much. Getting, like, even with this team, which, I mean, he came out and said, this is probably one of the best teams he's coached in a while. Not too I can long see ago. That. With the amount of experience we have, uh, you know, I feel like that should be expected. Uh, you know, we've got Grandpa Grady. Uh, you know, he's, <laughs> he's 74 years old, still balling out. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, we've got a lot of experience. Davion Mintz, you know. Mm-hmm. We've got Brooks, older players that, you know, they've been around for a few years. They know yeah. how, to, how to win big games. Yeah, it's like a lot of the guys we got in the starting lineup, they've transferred in or, well, I mean, except Tata, really, he's the only guy that's a freshman this year. And exactly. The rest of them, I mean, they've played, but it's like this is really their first year at Kentucky, like Grady, Toshibway, Wheeler. Uh, they all transferred in. And, I mean, they've, they're like juniors, seniors, and – I mean, they've got that experience. It's just like not together, but you're starting to see them all gel it together, and you're it's right. it's fun to see. It's fun to see. You're right. I feel like uh, I feel like nerves kind of get to these guys at the beginning of the season because it is different when you put on that Kentucky blue. 
uh-huh. know, there's a there's an expect, expectation for the team, uh, the whole state and every bit of the country, you know, that, that supports us. Yep. You know, they expect us to be Elite Eight, Final Four, Championship quality team every year. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, regardless of experience, that, that can get to guys because I feel like we forget that these guys are still pretty – they're fairly young for the most part. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, just seeing them uh, start to gel and start to mesh together, you know, they're uh, they're definitely looking like uh, end of March, beginning of April type team. Yeah, it's beautiful to see. That's hopefully, sure. hopefully we're getting another banner in April, and yes, we're just sir. talking about the the natty swaggy, yes, ready swaggy. to burn a couch. Yeah. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> burn them couches uh, <laughs> but uh i think this is a good time to segue into some football you know that sounds good to me man talk about the cats on the gridiron uh so we got a little uh special shout out from a super bowl coach this year in zach taylor with the cincinnati bungles mm-hmm. um he said that i think it's two of rhode island's finest in liam cohen and brad white Leading the charge over at Kentucky, I mean that's that's some big that's some big props. It is, especially from a guy that's now he's he's proven he can be successful in the NFL, you know. But uh, just seeing Cohen come in and uh, what he did with the offense this year, it, it's it was definitely more than unexpected uh, yeah. for a first year coach uh, with a brand new quarterback, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely have more of an NFL type offense now. Uh, yeah. We can we can compete with a lot of these uh, these major defenses that we see in the SEC every year. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think all the weapons that we got coming in next year with all the receivers that have transferred and just kind of committed to us, I feel like that uh, – well, I mean, pretty much Liam Cohen is running what uh, Sean McVay runs with the Rams. Right. And <laughs> you see where they're at right now. Uh, with that offense so, yeah yeah we and, we definitely have a lot of star power coming in for next year mm-hmm. and you know um we actually got us a new coach too speaking of that offense we got a new o-line coach that's right mr zach yenzer i'm hoping i'm mm-hmm. pronouncing that right yeah uh, but yeah I, I didn't know this until i read it earlier um he was actually uh, he was a graduate assistant under under John Schlarman at uh, at Troy in 2007. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a that's kind of a pretty cool connection back to the university, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they say blood runs blue in Kentucky, and uh, hopefully, hopefully he'll uh, he'll have the same principles that Schlarman did, and he'll keep our offensive line, you know, top ten in the country like we have been for the past few years. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, he's got some, some pretty good pieces coming in. And Keontae Goodwin. And, uh, uh, crap, the kid from uh, Johnson Central, his, his name slipped my mind. He's a four-star as well. He's coming in next year. Yeah. Um, plus, I mean, the only people we really lost, we lost Fortner. We lost Kennard uh, and then uh, Rosenthal. Which, yeah. I mean, those were, I big mean, bigger losses. pieces, but yeah, big losses for sure. But uh, you know, that's one thing that Kentucky's really proven, man. Uh, it doesn't really matter how many stars our offensive line has. 
we we've turned into some so we've turned some big names into the NFL, you know, mm-hmm. past ten years, and yeah. uh, I don't see that changing. Yeah, and I think Kennard's going to be the next one going into the league. His for stock's sure. only rising right now. Yeah, a lot of good sure. things been said about him. So definitely, definitely one of the best uh, best linemen in this draft, I would say. Yeah, he's for sure. I I think his draft stock's going to continue to climb as pro days and the combine happens. But yeah, you're you right. Know, we can only wish the best for him. For so. sure, I always want to see the Kentucky boys uh, doing well in the NFL. You know. Just hopefully don't wind up in a AFC North team except the Browns. Uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's great to see that uh, we got this new O line coach, and uh, I like seeing professional coaches come down. It just right. it's like they've been to that level, and this offense that Liam Cohen's introducing in the it it feels like a pro style offense to me. Um, yeah, I, I definitely like the direction that Stoops is going with bringing in, uh, you know, these two new coaches uh, mm-hmm. with a lot of pretty good NFL experience. And uh, I think that just bodes well for the program, man. Uh, you know, these kids, when they start seeing, uh, you know, big names in the NFL uh, and see that they came from Kentucky, you know, they're going to want to do the same. They're going to want to follow in those footsteps. And uh, it's just it's just the beginning of building something bigger at UK, you know. Yeah, and we'll, people like Will Levis transferring in, and uh, Wandell Robinson coming in just in one year, and Wandell comes in shatters the record. Yeah, and huge like, man. And like I mean, I expected him to do big things. I did not expect that in one year, man. He's just, he's so good. Yeah, he. Uh, if he can stay healthy, I see him being a pretty good slot receiver in the NFL. Yeah, and dude, he's got some of the best hands I've ever seen. Like he can catch it like mid hit, and that's what's insane. Yeah, that was uh that was one thing I kind of took away from the the bowl game against Iowa. Man, uh-huh. he took some nasty hits and still held on to the ball, and that's uh that's Sunday primetime kind of action right there, in my opinion. Yeah, that's where wins and losses. Yeah, had. for sure. Because had he not held on to some of them down the stretch, man, we could have been sunk. <laughs> oh yeah, we could have. They they were uh, they were definitely giving us a pretty good game. Oh yeah, for sure. But it, uh, it took him and uh, Vanilla Vic himself taking over. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. But uh, yeah, moving forward, like just next year, I feel like this offense is going to take that leap. I think we're going to have the one one of the most dynamic offenses in all of college football. Wouldn't be shocked if Will Levis is in the Heisman race. Cause, You're uh, right. Cowboys wear Wranglers. <laughs> Heismans wear Levi's. Like, I mean, it's just... <laughs> I, I just can't. That one for it. That's pretty good. I can't wait to say that. Like all the time when he's in the race. Yeah, you but, need to get a trademark for that real quick. Buddy, I heard that added game last year, so I ain't going to trademark that. But uh, whoever that was that said that again at the Florida game, credit <laughs> to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's awesome to see that Kentucky's finally got that passing offense and it's going to get even more <laughs> dynamic. It's going to be yeah. exciting. 
something we've definitely been lacking. Uh, and I think that's, that's a credit to our success last year, uh, being able to pass the ball, man. I mean, we had the best running back in the SEC, uh, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. with him and Cavassier Smoke coming back, uh, that's just going to make it easier for Levis to, to open the field up and to take some deep shots with all these young wide receivers. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, one thing that I really hope Chris Rodriguez improves over this offseason is that fumbling. Uh, keeping the ball in his hands, but you know that's easily done. Just technique, and yeah, it, he's a he's a really good running back. Last year was really the first year I really saw any kind of mistakes with the fumble, and really, I mean, other right. than that, so. yeah, it was like he uh, he caught fumbleitis there for a little bit. But, yeah, uh, I feel like Stoops will definitely whip that into shape. Uh, whether he has to tape the ball to him weeks at a time, you know, he'll he'll make it work. Yeah, and actually going down the stretch, what I think helped Rodriguez and just helped the offense move, and even the passing game was uh, Will Levis's mobility, him getting out, him running, <laughs> like against Louisville. He had four rushing touchdowns. Yeah, we it's <laughs> uh, it's been a long time since we've seen a really good mobile quarterback at UK. I mean, mm-hmm. I know we had, uh, what, Steven Johnson a few years ago. Uh-huh. He was decent. Terry Wilson, you know. But uh, I think the combination of how well Levis throws the ball and how well he can run, yeah, uh, it makes him one of the, the most dangerous quarterbacks in the SEC. Yeah, and that's what's crazy is, like, nobody thinks that he's going to take off running. It's his arm that scares the defenses. Because, like, I mean, yeah. dude's got one of the best arms in college football, I, f- I think. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I mean, he can throw it 60 yards, flick of the wrist. And, and then stiff arm a 300-pound lineman to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dude's insane. Uh, hopefully, we get that Heisman Trophy. Hopefully, we get that national championship in, in Lexington next year. So, it's things are definitely looking big in Lexington. I'd say uh, I'd say just about every home game next year is going to be ridiculous. Yeah, and uh, yeah, today's the ninth. If you guys are season ticket holders, tomorrow is the last day for the early bird special on the season tickets. So people like me need to go ahead and renew the season <laughs> tickets before they shoot up. <laughs> yeah. Prices will definitely go up as popularity grows with this team. So, uh, yeah, I would most definitely go ahead and get that that early bird special. Yeah, and uh, yeah, these tickets each game, kind of like last year, like tickets for each game shot up way high. Yeah, you're right. It's like every single game that went by, uh, they jumped significantly. <laughs> yeah, after we started off, I think it was. Was it 3-0 going into Florida? Yes. Because a lot of people didn't expect us to beat Missouri. And we beat them. And then we beat South Carolina. Now, now it's 4-0, was it? Huh? Yeah, I think we started 6-0 and and then lost to uh, Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. So it was – we went into the Florida game 4-0. and Then we beat Florida. And after we beat Florida, the, them LSU tickets skyrocketed. Oh, yeah. And then we made them <laughs> – we made them look as bad as they were last year. Yeah. <laughs> Unless who? 
yeah. <laughs> that's when uh, Ed Orgeron started getting all the flack. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> lost to us. But uh Poor Ed. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh it's a fun time to be a Kentucky Wildcat fan. You've got a national championship basketball team, uh, a promising football team. Women's basketball seems to be doing all right. Tennis looking phenomenal. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. There is no better university in the entire country other than the University of Kentucky. doesn't matter what you're looking for, whether it's academic, sports. We are top dog. Yeah, something's about that bluegrass, you know. It's just different, man. Yeah, I mean, we're number one in underwater basket weaving. <laughs> it don't matter what you got. Whatever sport you make up, we number one in the nation. That's just how it is. That's a fact. <laughs> well, bro, I think this has been a fun episode. I agree, man. I'm glad I got to be a part of it, man. Man, I appreciate you hopping on here with us, or Ain't with me no today. Problem. Ain't no problem at all. And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be posting this to all streaming platforms. We'll, uh, just follow us on the social at Cat's Cut Podcast. Pretty much that's the name and user for all social media platforms that we got. Um, we got a link tree in the bios. So it just kind of you click that and then you click whatever social or streaming platform you want to go to. And that's just kind of where it takes you to. So uh, thank you all for listening. And go Cats. Go Cats.